0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and this week feels like it's been 35 years long, but also two hours long. I don't know what's up, what's down. It's been chaos, okay? Um, we've had so many trailers drop this week. We've got the finale of Real Houses of Salt Lake City, and we just have a really juicy, delicious episode, almost a tearjerker from Miami. So I want to just jump right into it. I want to start with the Vanderpump Rules trailer. I fucking missed them. And I was the one that was like, put the show out to pasture. But you know what? I actually blame. I don't fully blame the cast for that. I do a little because obviously it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It was so stupid. Last I mean, last season, I tapped the fuck out I was like I don't know how I can watch this like this is just not good and I just remember seeing all the theme parties and I remember you know cast members were in my DMs like there was actually so much that they could have shown that was actually like interesting that happened between all of the cast and they just chose not to and I was like okay well that's fucking stupid but I think they took the perfect amount of time off there's so much that's going on behind the scenes with everybody I mean we have James and Raquel breaking up James got a new girlfriend. Lala and Randall separating and then her finding out, God knows what she's finding out right now, um, about him, which we'll get into that. It's really, really dark. Um, so trigger warning. But um, you know, Katie and Tom are divorcing, uh, Sheena's getting married, Ariana and Tom, they're pretty, you know, steady, stable. They're good partners in life. So they're kind of like our, you know, our lighthouse, our guiding light on this show, which is saying a lot. Like so much has actually happened in their lives that I think it's, I think it's time that the show comes back. The trailer, I mean, where to begin? First of all, I have to say, I was shocked when I saw that Christina Kelly was, got like a full-time cast member photo taken. That confused me because this show has been on for 10 seasons. And she was best friends with Stassi. I believe her and Stassi are still really close. Good friends with Katie, was in the mix a little bit back in the day, and never once got a cast photo, ever. Like a solo shot, I mean. And now, suddenly, Christina Kelly is in the mix. And fun fact, Christina Kelly was my server when I went to SIR in 2017. And I have to tell you, she's a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny little gal. Um, Great, great service, I will say. Um, I also believe she's pregnant right now. But, you know, just fun facts. So this trailer had everything. It had Sheena's tacky wedding. It had Brock doing whatever Brock does. And I've heard that Brock kind of takes a backseat this season. And that thrills me because last year it was too much Brock for me. And I just couldn't handle it. I can't stand him. But he makes Sheena happy. So I I guess they're doing the damn thing. And then we get Katie and Tom. I mean, the opening scene of the trailer is Katie and Tom having cocktails or drinks. And they're like, we're the best divorced people ever. Like, I still care about you so much. Blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, all of a sudden, he's making out with Raquel. And I have to tell you, Tom is fucked up for sure. Like, I'm not a Tom Schwartz kind of girl. Like, I get his appeal. But... Ultimately, he's a horrible husband, a horrible partner. It it appears in all aspects of his life. He needs to get his fucking shit together. And Katie, I'm so fucking proud of for coming out on top of this divorce. Like she's she did this for her. I think she could have been married to Tom, but it's like, what kind of life is that? He never stuck up for her. He always put her down in front of people for a year, he cheated on her multiple times before and while married. Like the guy can't do fucking anything. I'm sorry. It's it's so frustrating to. And I was one of those people that was like, fuck Katie, fuck Katie. I am so I've had a, I've come around on Katie so hard, especially doing rewatches of Vanderpump Rules. Like I can't even tell you. Uh, get your eyes On those old seasons because I promise you might view them in a little bit more of a different light and um I was so fucking proud of her when she called him a loser she's like you're a drunk and you're a loser like she doesn't have to mince words anymore not that she did exactly but now she like it she can say whatever she wants and doesn't have to sleep next to him that night and make sure like everything is okay like I so I respect her for finally speaking up and making that decision that I don't think Tom I mean he's too much of a coward to ever make I don't think he wanted to stay married to her either but of course he would just never he would never pull the plug so Katie had to do it and I think Tom is going to be regretting that honestly for the rest of his life because there's a part of him in my now this is all just my opinion obviously but I really think he loves Katie a lot and he wants it to work really badly but all but like he himself can't get get over this like wall that he's created with commitment and making decisions and you know and she's like I don't have to sit around wait for that (laughs) no 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 and for Raquel to make out with Tom go on a date with Peter fuck Nima from Shaw's, I'm like I'm over it. I'm over Raquel. I don't give a fuck. You almost married James. Like you clearly your judgment is not ideal. And for her to make out with Tom while they're filming the show where it's the season he's divorcing his wife of and partner of like 10 years is so fucked up. And I understand like she's single. He's single. They can do whatever they want. But like that's not. That's like a very black and white way to look at it. Life is, I always say, full of a gray area. And like there's it's more complicated than that. Like, no, you can't go around and just do whatever the fuck you want because you're single and he's single. There's layers to it. There's. it. It's complicated. And it's like you're on a show with this girl and you're making out with her ex-husband. I don't even think the ink is dry on the fucking papers like give it a fucking minute and then to go on a date with Peter and to fuck Nima like what the fuck are you doing Raquel like what are you doing and I was super shocked to see James's new girlfriend like to be like a part of the show I don't know what I thought I thought she was going to be like kind of a little bumpkin and like we wouldn't really see much of her uh but she's in it and she's calling James out for his drinking and You know, I do worry about that. I do think him and Lala are soulmates and should just end up together and stop playing these games. Because they do belong together at the end of the day. Um, I'm also excited to see this whole Lala Randall saga. Now, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but it appears that Randall Emmett is being investigated by the FBI. And Amber Childers, his ex-wife, was officially granted her restraining order against him. Um, The details of her court claim took a sinister, took sinister to the next level. Amber claims allegedly that the FBI contacted her for questioning about Randall's suspected activities with child exploitation and pedophilia. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Like, how they are feeling. And yes, Randall went on some Instagram live and was like denying this. It's like, sir, you don't know when the FBI is investigating you and when they're not like they don't call you up and give you a heads up. Like, that's not how this works. And then when we see the trailer, like there's a part where she's crying and she's like, there's so much I didn't know about him. Basically, like, how did I not know? And it's so heavy in the moment. And then Today, she posts a Instagram story and it's of Harry Styles. He's obviously doing some sort of um he's doing a Gucci campaign and he's standing there in trousers and a black plaid jacket and behind him appears to be a mattress. And Lala resp- posts on her Instagram story, "I'm going to need to know why the f- what the fuck is going on here?" Why is there a children's mattress in this photo? Explain yourselves, because right now y'all look like you need a mental evaluation and it's hitting a little too close to home for me to shut the fuck up. Harry Styles, you're a clown. And I thought that before the sick ass campaign. This world is dark, but you won't be getting to my child. Nope. And then she at Gucci. So to see that and then layer that on top of all of the, you know, claims um it's not it's looking super super dark um I wonder how much we're gonna get on the show I mean obviously she can't talk about everything but I do think Lala is like a pretty open book and she'll say what she needs to and I know that she uh spoke out very heavily against the Balenciaga campaign from a few weeks ago I on a month ago um so I just I hope that that is not the case I hope that he is not this person but I it makes me nervous um yeah so I'm really excited for Vanderbilt Rules sorry to end it on that that note um but I also want to talk about the Summer House trailer it also dropped let's get into it um the girls are back at coming at Lindsay shocker I don't know I If you've been listening to this podcast, if you've been following me a long time, you know that I love Summer House. It is one of my favorite shows. I look forward to it every single week. I would write about it for The Dip every single week. Like I loved these people. Then suddenly we lost our way. I don't hate them. I just think they're overexposed on the network. And I think that bravo i relied a little too heavily on these people for my taste um to the point where i can't stand them and there are people on the cast where i enjoy them as people as people to follow i think they're great reality stars but when you start doing the crossovers with southern charm and vanderpump rules and then winter house it's like enough enough i i can't do i can't do it on every every season of you know fall winter spring summer like I can't watch these people all year round and it's it's it grinds my gears a little bit that Austin Kroll and Craig Conover are given three platforms on this show and yet we can't get Roni fucking off the ground and here's what pisses me off about that is Roni had one bad season. I'm going to say in the entirety of the show, to me, it had one bad season. It was the last season. I don't think that that warrants them to be off the air. I don't think it warrants it to be given a new spinoff. I will be watching, of course, but I mean, it's just frustrating. It's like, I understand that maybe Roni ratings weren't good, But I mean, there's other shows on this network that could be, you know, refreshed or put to pasture. But let's get into the trailer. Let's talk about it. Lindsay and Danielle. I mean, we're going to see the fallout heard around the world. Um, And I'm ready for that. I think it will be interesting. I'm interested to see how these women really rally around Danielle and throw Lindy, Lindsay to the curb. Um, Lindsay, actually, That would mean Lindsay was like not on the curb already, but you know what I mean. They don't fuck with her, Um, which I'm excited about. I think it's interesting now, too, in hindsight to watch it, knowing that Danielle and Robert broke up. I think that there's a lot with Danielle that she doesn't talk about on this show. I mean, I remember last season they all were like, Danielle, you and Robert would break up every weekend. You would fight all the time, scream at each other. And yet. You're not talking about that, really. I remember they talked about me for two episodes, something an episode, but it it made it sound like it was just a one off occurrence, not this like continuation of a fight over and over and over again. So I I can imagine, you know, you're in a really shitty place in your relationship. You know, your best friend is in love and wants to get engaged. And like everyone's looking at you like, well, why isn't that happening to me? That is the vibe that I got. Um I know that Lindsay can be a little diabolical, but she stays true to who she is and that's why I love her. Um it made me sad to watch Amanda say that her and Kyle are struggling to get pregnant. I I don't want to say I'm like excited to watch that journey, but I am because I find it interesting and compelling and taking the show in like a little bit more of a different direction. Um Sierra falling for Corey is absolutely disgusting. I need this woman to figure it out she's acting up she she um really likes to pick pick idiots and I don't know why and I need her to unpack that um deeply I I just don't know and then of course we get some Paige and Craig and I've always gotten this impression from them always 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 that he is like so ready to marry her for the fame and for the show and capitalizing off of their relationship. And I actually think that she's not about that. She's like, I'm not going to just get engaged and say I'm going to get engaged in six months like that. I'm just not going to do that. And I think in his mind, he's thinking we're only going to be the hottest couple on Bravo for so long. And we have to capitalize on it. That is the energy that he gives me. I'm sure he loves her, but I also am sure that he loves the fame, um, as we know, as I've discussed on this podcast many times. So I don't know. I will watch this year's Summer House. Who knows? It could be a great season. I I hope we don't have to see Austin enter those four walls of that that home ever again, because that was really, really tough last year. All right. I'm going to start with Salt Lake City this week. Um, First, I want to say that the Demois rumors about Heather being, you know, all of this is editing by producers about the black eye. I'm like, it's actually not. They've asked her point blank many times. What the fuck is up? And she keeps dodging the question. Um, Listen, this this episode was kind of a buzzkill for me, like. I feel like for a finale, it wasn't giving finale until the last like 10 minutes. Um I didn't need to see Angie K, I didn't need to see this bad Mormon party. I really just wanted to get to the meat of it. I wish that they would have spent a little bit more time with the women talking about Jen pleading guilty. That's what I was most captivated by, especially given now that she got her sentence and she's going to prison for six and a half years. So that's kind of where I'm at with Salt Lake City. um I there's something so odd, like about Heather, because she's as dumb in my opinion as Lisa Hockstein because this woman like just goes. Wow like that happened Coach Shaw must be really stressed Yes of course he's fucking stressed His wife is going to prison for six and a half years Potentially like of course Like she doesn't put these things together Until they're fucking in front of her face Like I don't I don't understand it But the conversation with her and Lisa Like we got more from That conversation with her And Lisa than we have with Heather Going on Watch It Happens Live and having Andy Ask her about it So I don't know where the show goes from here. I feel like it either needs to be done, completely recast, maybe keep Heather or maybe keep Heather and Lisa. I I don't know where to go from here. This is just this season was just not giving. I feel like they had the world in their hands. They had, you know, a pearl in their in their clam. And they chose not to take that and run with it. Like you had a huge scandal on your show and this is what you guys did with it it just isn't it doesn't sit right with my spirit frankly it shows that you're not professionals um I want to talk a lot about Miami so let me get my notes it obviously begins with the news breaking that Letty does confirm that him and Lisa are getting divorced and that he already has a girlfriend. This man, the audacity of this man is fucking crazy to me. He is one minute saying that this isn't true in the press. The next episode he's saying it is and I have a girlfriend and we're moving on and Lisa's like left, like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like beyond midlife crisis to me. It's beyond evil. It's truly, I mean, he's diabolical, this man. He seems to not give a fuck about his kids. He doesn't seem to give a fuck about Lisa or his house or his mom or the nannies. Like, he doesn't care about anything except getting his wrinkly ass snail dick wet that's all he cares about and it's sick and I feel bad too for the women because they're hearing like two stories like he's saying you know our marriage was over a month ago Lisa saying that is so not true and I love watching all the women kind of talk about it with each other facetiming like that's kind of the vibe that I was expecting from Salt Lake City that we obviously just didn't get really just a huge bummer. But Marisol to me is the perfect friend of. She is someone who gets in the mix. She's got great confessionals. But I don't really need to dive too deep into her life. Like I'm good on her and her like personal story. I like her kind of fluttering around telling us, you know, what's going on and This moment with her and Lisa talking about the divorce and the house was some like of the best friend of work I've seen on this on these shows because Marisol is honest with Lisa, you know, basically being like, Lisa, this is over. The marriage is done. He's moved on. You have to act now. You have to be smart. And also is so kind to her and also shows her that there's something on the other side of this. And while Lisa can't see it right now, I'm glad that she put it in in perspective of, you know, look at me, look at Alexia, look at um, who else did she say? Alexia. Mirzal. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> um And look at their life like they remarried, they're happy, like life goes on and they live a fabulous life. This is not the end of Lisa and she needs to keep reminding herself of that. And I hope I hope now that it's been almost a year since all of the news came out that she's able to look at their relationship in hindsight and be like, oh, that's a sign there. That's a sign here oh, he used to do this with his phone. I remember feeling some type of way about that, but I ignored it. Because what Alexia said later on in the episode was like, you see these signs and they're warning signs and you choose to ignore them. And frankly, I think women do this so much is we ignore our intuition because we're basically conditioned that way. We're told if we we are suspicious of something, we're crazy, we're emotional, you know, you know, I would never do something like that. Like we cause more problems. Um, and it's just not fair. And I think most of our intuition is completely right. And I mean, of course, sometimes you can get a little bit wrong, but I think for the most part, women's intuition is like the most powerful thing. And when you decide to tap into your own intuition, things can really happen. um, then oh my god you guys frankie and alexia i was weeping openly weeping at my desk watching this episode it was so pure and like watching alexia realize like i need to let his wings fly like he needs to be independent he needs to do things i want him to find love and you know have a job and do these things and i love that she took todd's advice i'm sure it was very hard that they can't coddle him anymore, like, and he does. Um, Frankie loves her so much; it was so sweet. Um, I just loved that. Something I want to discuss that I don't think we discuss enough is that Julia's body is insane, and I don't think her confessionals give her justice because she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and it's it's refreshing to look at her. And she doesn't have a lot of work done. She, I don't think she does Botox. Obviously, we've seen that in the first episode when she was rubbing raspberries all over her face. Um, but I just think she's like a really beautiful woman. And I don't think whoever does her confessionals with the lighting and the dresses and like the, the outfits and the looks is doing her justice. I just I think in her confessional, she's got to go a little less glam and a little bit more Yolanda, if that makes sense. Like pull it back a little bit. And really lean into, the, like, the sophistication and the, and the glamour of, like, not being, you know, a Marisol or an Alexia. Like, you're not going to dress like that. And that's okay. We love you for it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously. And, 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, Oh, my God. When Alexia and Marisol were on, we were having lunch, and those two guys just strutted in, Lee and Richard, giving star energy, frankly, and just going, are we on camera? Okay, And then they realize they're on camera. They realize that they're being, you know, not maybe they're not mic'd, but that mics will pick up. What they're saying is they're like, "Ooh, Lisa and Lenny. And the one friend was like, yeah, haven't they been separated for a long time? Like Lisa's so. I think embarrassed by what's going on with Lenny that she's not able to see like, girl, your relationship was shitty as fuck. You were not as happy as you thought. And to watch her talk to Marisol, like, I would have changed his diapers. Like, I would have th- I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't believe that. I just don't. I think Lisa's got a beautiful heart and she's a really good person. But I don't think her and Lenny had it like that at, at all. And I don't think they ever have. Um, yeah, it just it was really, really sad to watch. Um, I mean... The montage of Larsa's ass was some of Bravo's best work because it really just, it it really got the point across. Adriana is getting her non-surgical BBL and all of a sudden we get a montage of Larsa's thick ass. And I mean, my queen Larsa says she judged me because I have a fat ass. It's like, she did, she did. And that's okay. I love her for it. I love her for having a fat ass, and I love Adriana for, you know, calling her out on it and then getting herself getting herself a BBL. And this just makes me wonder, like, where are all the BBLs gonna go eventually? You know what I mean? Like, there was such a surge in like those intense BBLs, like Larsa's. Like, where I remember, like, I've seen women who no shade if you have a BBL, but it, I mean, some people it looks great and it fits your body perfectly, but other, I'm like, holy shit, like those stick legs with that thick diaper ass, it's a lot. It's a lot, and we got to be honest about that. Um, I'm really, really here for Larsa and Nicole, this feud. Now, it all started last year because Larsa feels that Nicole judged her for the OnlyFans. And had all these preconceived notions about her, which Nicole doesn't seem to understand as like not great. But then again, I do understand her point because they all kind of have preconceived notions about each other, but it is what it is. And Lars is never gonna let her forget that. She keeps shading the school teacher that Nicole was dating. Now she's telling Nicole that she fucked doctors at the hospital. I mean, this woman is so menacing excuse me, this woman is so menacing. I never want her to quit. I never want her off this show. She just brings such a unique um, energy because she'll tell you the most diabolical shit to your face and then expect you to be able to move on. Like, why aren't you able to take a shot? Even though I just told you that your house, you know, you rent out your lawn and your husband cheats on you and your marriage is failing. Like, why wouldn't we be able to move on from that? It's incredible honestly and I love her more and more every single episode and before I sign off I do have to discuss Lenny and his fucking audacity of sending Lisa a grocery list of crunchy peanut butter and strawberries order it your fucking self order it your fucking self you are going to yell at me say fuck you want me to move out of the house that my kids have lived in their entire lives and you want me to order you groceries sir get fucking real it's insane it's insanity to me this he's just like not hot enough to act like this truthfully truthfully well you guys it was a shorty this week but a goody I feel like we covered a lot I can't wait to talk more on Tuesday where I will be covering Real House of Potomac and any breaking Bravo news that happens over the weekend. Of course, we will get into that. And I love you guys so much. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening now. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Ahura Media Production.